Welcome to Pivotal. I'm Hayat Gallo, Corporate Vice President for Commercial Solution Areas at Microsoft. I work with customers around the globe to transform their business through technology. At the center of every transformation are people who give technology its purpose. They are the ones who spark visionary ideas for leveraging technology, and they have the drive to push them forward for their business while empowering others. We like to talk about technology. I love to talk about it. And we often forget the heroes behind technology and transformations. You, we forget you. And that's what I want to talk about through Pivotal. Many of us instantly recognize an IKEA store with its big blue and yellow logos and its well-priced furniture customers assemble themselves. At stores this big with a workforce always on the move, delivering an efficient streamlined customer experience is paramount. So it's reasonable to imagine IKEA employees enjoyed a similar experience for things like scheduling and collaboration. You might be surprised to learn that until recently, IKEA had taken a traditional approach to solving that problem. Co-workers could only gain access to IKEA's network on corporate desktops and laptops. In stores, managers had to rely on paper-based processes to deliver information to store co-workers or to handle processes like shift changes. That changed when one employee envisioned a better way. My name is Nadia Sarahora, and I work at IKEA Kungeskurva in Stockholm for the food department at IKEA. Well, Nadia saw an opportunity to harness technology, in this case using the Shifts app in Microsoft Teams, to connect and empower IKEA's workforce, streamline communication, and further IKEA's sustainability goals. When we think about the Teams app, we typically envision workers sitting at desk. But in this case, Teams was a solution for frontline workers on the move all day. Oh, it's a long story. <laughs> Nadia has worked at IKEA for over 10 years, but initially she wanted to work in education. I wanted to have a, a working place while I was studying to become a preschool teacher. And then after a year, I felt like IKEA is something that I would like to focus more on. I want to be 100% dedicated to IKEA and, and what they stand for, especially the values that they have. So I stayed and I worked there full time. I started out at the market hall where you uh, sell all the small things like lamps and cushions and stuff. I worked there for three years and started to uh, develop more into becoming a leader. Uh, so I went to the leadership training at IKEA. And then I started out as a team leader for the food department. And that developed into the role uh, where I was going to discover teams. And it was a people planning coordinator. A big part of Nadia's job was to oversee shift changes, checking in a month ahead of time with workers to make sure those shifts were still covered and accurate. Co-workers had to fill out paper forms to request shift changes and call or text when they were sick. And they had to use three different programs depending on what they wanted to change. But IKEA is not the only example. We see this with every frontline worker Technology has always been an afterthought. And as a result, we don't think about their experience. That's how you end up with three apps or paper. And that's how it's not really effective for them. They need first to find a coworker to change this shift, this shift with. And they actually have to be there at work to look for someone. And we are 200 coworkers at that food department. 
So there's a lot of people you could ask, but you don't know who to ask because you don't know their schedule. So you have to know someone that you feel comfortable to ask and know that they maybe might take that shift, which is very uncertain. When you have a person, you have to go to your closest manager and fill out a form. Uh, and then the manager have two weeks to look into the schedule and see if it's possible or not. And once the worker finally goes through the trouble of getting their shift changes, they also have to contend with IKEA's policy, which requires 11 hours in between shifts. Sometimes when co-workers come and say that we, they want to change shift, it's not possible because the poli- they, it goes against the policy. Uh, that's why the manager needs the time to look into the schedule. But I didn't find it efficient and practical. And I found it very disrespectful for the co-workers' private life to go around. To, it takes so much time that something something so easy, why does it have to be so difficult for the co-workers, but also for the managers? I was fascinated to hear that IKEA sets their workers' schedule a year ahead of time. I have no idea what I'll be doing in a year's time. If you can't tell a 20-year-old first work, workspace, you have to work uh, 9 to 10 p.m., 24th of May next year. It's like, what? I mean, I don't even know where I am. I don't even know if I'm still alive then. As a 20-year-old, you want to maybe travel within a month. You're just uh, doing this work for saving money or something like that. So giving the opportunity to be a part of the schedule and the day-to-day life being able to, together with your employer, create a schedule, the sense of we are doing this together. I can scratch your back if you scratch mine, like that kind of sense. <laughs> One element that is crucial to smooth transition to a new software is an enthusiastic leader within the workforce who believes in and advocates for the change. The idea came from maybe a core in myself where I always been this kind of person where I want to find better ways to be more efficient, see more productivity. And I saw that uh, we had so many different systems that didn't work together. The three main systems that we had was a program where we create the schedules. Then we had a separate program where we put up open shifts for coworkers to take extra shift if there was some sickness or parental leave or something like that. And then the third system where you clock in, clock out. The main thing that made me wanted to look for something else was this uh, open shift program. The process of navigating three system was not only time consuming and inefficient, but frankly, expensive too. All of the systems that we have, including different kind of communication programs, they cost money. Uh, and some of them, it, it's not so much that I can decide or have so much uh, to say if there's something that we're going to use or not. But that one was particularly hard for me to say, okay, this is this is okay. It, it, it wasn't acceptable for me because we already pay for all the programs and this is one that we could save money from. That program only for putting out open shifts costs 300,000 Swedish crowns. That's $30,000 roughly. Nadia knew that making a big change to IT infrastructure requires buy-in from all levels of the company. I needed to sell this change to the management, of course. 
to start with. And uh, the first and the mainly thing that I brought to to this meeting where we were going to talk about this big change was the money, actually, that we were going to save and how efficient my job was going to be. Uh, I would save maybe 50% of what I do to be able to be on the floor together with them and the coworkers, uh, and how much productivity we would uh, create uh, both for the coworkers, not maybe taking so much time from the work to look for someone else taking their shift, but, but also to save time for the management to not have like 10 different paper forms to give away, to only have one system to work with. So money, efficiency and productivity was the three main things that we talked about. And uh, I sold it. And they were so interested and they wanted me to start right away. And that was a huge help to have the whole management behind you. It's very interesting. Nadia was very smart. She didn't only focus on the experience because nobody makes changes because of experience. But she started with the cost savings and then went on to the benefits for the employees. And once management was on board, Nadia had to convince her colleagues she recruited co-workers who, like her, were interested in growing as leaders. These co-workers became power users. They made themselves available for questions and to provide assistance to the rest of the workforce. There always has to be a spark, and Nadia was the spark here. She was the worker who identified a problem and found a solution in technology, and she believed in it. She saw the great potential that the team's shift application had to help her and her team. The next step was to include the coworkers that have extra responsibility. Uh, so we have one coworker that wanted to become a leader or manager one day. So their responsibility is to take care of crisis on the floor and having a schedule to see who is where on the schedule and on, on the working place. Because I needed that extra hand an extra view and spread the news to all of the coworkers because I couldn't be there on the floor every day, every minute to catch uh, questions or coworkers that needed help or something like that. So that was the next step. And when I informed them about the change, then was just going live with it. And uh, the thing that I spoke with the coworkers about this thing is mainly about open shifts, how this tool will create a better life for you or a better a better balance. That was actually our uh, motto, <laughs> balance uh, <laughs> between your work life and your private life. So, of course, Nadia could not make it happen on her own. She had to get the buy-in from her co-workers as well. And work-life balance just mattered so much that they all embraced the change. While transitioning to the Shift app sounds like a no-brainer, of course, there were hurdles that came up. The thing that I wanted to sell the coworkers was actually the, the app so they could download Teams app into their private phones. And there was a huge discussion if that was something that the union was going to approve because they didn't want the coworkers to use their private phone. But the argument that we used was they're using it anyway. And they have everyone have their has their phone in their pocket no matter what. So, and it, it wasn't like we weren't, we weren't going to force them to use during working hours. 
because the, the main reason for the app was to change shifts with coworkers. And you're not supposed to do that on working time anyway. So they can do it on their break or their lunch break or something like that. But the beneficial side of it is that you will always have it with you and the opportunity to do it whenever you needed or you wanted was actually the selling point. And uh, they thought it was fantastic just to get the opportunity to be a part of the schedule creating or I have a choice where I can find someone that I trust or I don't have to be dependent on my manager or did I gave them the paper and not have been getting an answer within two weeks. That that would, was very frustrating and very stressful. But now they could actually ask a coworker, get an answer the same day, and then they could send the change suggestion in the app where the manager could see the request and could see in the schedule at the same moment. And it's interesting because with frontline workers, they own their own phones. So it's always a fine balance to decide what's going to be running on that phone because it's the employee's phone. But in this case, they wanted the autonomy. That's why they accepted the applications running on their phone and they got the benefit for it. There are often tensions around personal phones because the company doesn't own the phones often. There is an initial resistance to integrated a business app on a personal device. But it's about finding the balance. It's about asking how to use the tech for the benefits of the people without being intrusive. Technology without governance is dangerous, and having the human at the center is critical so that companies don't cross any privacy lines. We are actually often asked those questions, especially as AI tools become more prevalent. And IKEA is a great example of a company thoughtfully achieving that balance. The burden on management is lessened, and everyone is happier and more efficient. A rare situation where it truly feels like everyone is winning. Technology allows you to do this, to create better people-first processes that meet them where they are. According to our policy, it's okay, I approve. And the, the coworkers will get an answer the same day. So it was really more efficient and uh, helpful for everyone. There was some question from the union, but when we had this discussion, it all fell to the side of actually going through with it because there was so many things that just fall into place. It made so much sense. It wasn't really a question about it. I had an argument for everything that they came with. So it was just so perfect for our department. So management was on board. The union was on board. And colleagues in leadership roles were on board. But what about the average IKEA worker on the floor? There were some co-workers that had difficulties, but it wasn't actually about the benefits of this change. It was actually about the technology because uh, um, it was hard to download app and, and working with the app. They weren't used to that. And some people didn't have a smartphone. They still had like the old cell phone. But when I said that you don't need to have the app, you can use Teams at work on a computer. If you really want to change shifts with someone, we can, we can work around the app. You don't have to use the app. So it wasn't the app itself. It was Teams and how to work together in that. It, it was hard 
because there it's a lot of shame and, and we know how hard it is to change some habits <laughs> but when they started to use teams more and more they saw how much work they could put into more important stuff and you know what they're facing at IKEA is what we see at every customer there is always this adoption curve this is why you need to make sure that you accompany the change with help otherwise people will just reject the change Thanks to the intentional trial period led by Nadia, our colleagues quickly appreciate that the Shift apps on Microsoft Teams combine three systems into one. To find Teams Shift that had all of this system plus the communication channels that we needed so strongly, it was a lifesaver because it only didn't save money, but also created grounds where I could meet the coworkers digitally, but still have, be able to be personal, but professional and not uh, use maybe WhatsApp or Messenger or email, which is very outdated <laughs> when you want to have fast communications with people. You could use Teams instead. And Teams was something that we already paid for. So everything that was included, that was free almost. Streamlining the tools for communication, that's one of the secrets that can lead to greater collaboration and harmony within any workforce. Workers at IKEA now have more flexibility to schedule themselves and get their shifts covered in real time. Another important element this highlights is accessibility. Most frontline workers don't have a personal computer. When we think about implementation, we have to acknowledge different levels of maturity in personal devices. If the company can't serve everyone with the technology, then the initiative is just doomed. So we must always be mindful of the needs and the reality of the people actually using the tech, in this case, the frontline workers. I could connect with someone just like that and uh, get an answer within like one minute instead of waiting for two weeks in an email <laughs> that they couldn't open. To have that fast ground, that, that was definitely a game changer. It became more respectful because even if it's fast respond, the coworker doesn't have to respond directly if they don't want to, but they have the opportunity to do so, which is kind of way very for me to see it as a respectful way and not just take it for granted that oh this is something that you need to respond to or something that they need to feel stressed about but also the opportunity to be in the front row instead of always one step behind after a successful two-week trial led by Nadia her team adopted the shift app permanently and soon the new streamlined scheduling app and centralized communication platform spread to every IKEA in Sweden, reaching over 166,000 employees. It is quite inspiring to see how one employee, empowered by management, was able to spark a countrywide shift, saving the company money and catalyzing even greater productivity. As a tech company, this is how you know you succeeded. It's all about deploying technology in service of humans. And if you show it, then you can turn the initial hesitancy or push away from technology into a pool towards it. The main thing was just to cut the, the big cost, but also the cost that you don't really see at the beginning, but it shows up in the last row. And that's the productivity. The hours, the coworker hours are the, the biggest 
costs. The efficiency that was created for uh, me, especially, I could cut down my hours as a people planning coordinator and be more on the floor, but for the management as well. And not having all the extra time to do whatever with paper and stuff like that. And the win-win is that it also made employees happier. The real beneficial came with the happy faces, of course. Uh, my 200 coworkers, they were so much happier. And that was something that management noticed and heard a lot about. Just that this change in two weeks, that says it all. The fact that Nadia's department switched to teams in just two weeks does say it all. And it's not about migration. We can build all the tooling in the world. But if people don't want it, they won't adopt it. And in this case, they just saw the value. People often will reject change. So you have to think ahead. You have to think about change management and having a strategy with trials so that adoption can scale. A lot of people have asked about that. How, how is that possible? People think that we have forced our coworkers because it happened so fast. But it really was an, a good example of leading in change. Uh, where do I start? Which people am I going to talk to first? And who am I going to, it sounds maybe hard, but use? In this, in this example, the management first then the coworkers that had the extra responsibility and then launch the news to the coworkers and be extra close to those who had the difficulties, especially with the technology and always be close during the time of the change and not say, oh, but they have it. They know. No, the, the ingredient, the most important ingredient is to be there, to be present and be ready to answer questions and be helpful. This is just beautiful. She's like a change management agent. Beyond the greater autonomy over their schedule and improved communications and productivity, Nadia says the switch to team signals something even bigger. It also gave the sense of all the values that we talk about at IKEA. We talk about to togetherness. And now we had the opportunity to actually show that we're doing this together instead of IKEA as an employer telling you as an employee what to do. As for Nadja, she's moved on from people planning coordinator and now is happily working as a leader and trainer in the kitchen department at IKEA. I became a kitchen school trainer to train new co-workers into planning and sell kitchens. And that's where I am now. <laughs> I became a teacher in the end anyways. <laughs> You have to recognize IKEA. They were willing to listen to their employee who brought them some ideas to change things. They've embraced it and they were open to improvements. As a result, they're saving money, they have more efficiency, more productivity, and they actually have happy employees, which amplifies their company's value of togetherness. Rather than gesturing at work-life balance, they're actually investing in the tools that empower their workforce. And for us at Microsoft, it's become a critical priority for us. We discovered through COVID that frontline workers were completely disconnected from the rest of the company, but they deserve digital tools. They have a need and we can really help them. And the cool thing is IKEA didn't stop here. They've actually now extended phone on Microsoft Teams. They've integrated walkie-talkie features. 
They've created a convenient way for employees to communicate with each other while on the move across their massive stores. And they've also reinvented their process around selling kitchen. And in the process, I've dramatically improved the customer service. With each step, IKEA is helping their frontline workers to be more successful with technology. Thank you for listening to Pivotal. I'd love to hear your story and your pivotal moment. So don't hesitate to follow me and share on LinkedIn. Audience information is also available in the show notes. Our show is produced by Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. Special thanks to Lin Yang and our partners at We Communications.